Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. But most importantly, welcome to 2023. Woo! Woo! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. We are recording this on New Year's Eve, so we are saying this from the past. Yeah, past us are excited for future you. Yes. Uh, I actually can't believe we don't have any champagne in front of us right now. What's what are we doing? What the hell are I we know. doing? Pause, pause the mic. Please hold yeah. for champagne. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) We are so excited and motivated to make this our year. And two of the big concepts that Kaylin and I have been thinking about and talking about a lot lately while we're setting our goals and dreams have been living purposefully and intentionally. And the secret to doing that is designing your life using Ikigai. So if you don't know, Ikigai is a Japanese philosophy that means your reason for being. So Iki in Japanese means life, and Gai describes your value or worth. So your Ikigai is your life purpose. It's basically the reason you get up in the morning. It's coffee It's co- for me. It's coffee. <laughs> it's food. It's just beautiful walks with dogs. It's all of it's the things. It's all the good things in life. And what makes it actually so useful is that it helps you design your own meaning of life in relation to your passions, your talent, your work, and the world around you. Yeah, and the easiest way to understand it is through a Venn diagram, which if you can't remember because I had to Google this again, is basically <laughs> those like circles where there's something where they meet in the middle. Do I need to explain a Venn diagram to the to the people? No, guys, we'll put it in the show notes if you don't know. Okay, I okay. Promise. You will see the Venn diagram. You will physically see it. But essentially, it lies in the center of what you love, so your passions and the things that give you joy and fulfillment in life what you're good at, so your talents or whatever comes easy to you or something that you're uniquely great at. And then the third thing is what you can be paid for. So finding a sense of interest and fulfillment in your job or in however you make a living. And fourth, what the world needs. So think of that as your mission. And you can figure that out by looking outwards to what the world needs around you so that your purpose can connect to something greater than yourself because this philosophy really believes that making the world a better place is what makes life worth living all in all it helps you ensure that you're not just aimlessly living Mm -hmm. and sometimes it feels like we are aimlessly living like you pick a job that you have to do to make money you're too tired and burnt out to pursue your hobbies you don't really feel connected with the world or with a greater purpose like it's easy to just let life pass you by but when you hone in on what your ikigai is your work life your home life your hobbies they're all chosen with intention and they help you create meaning and that doesn't mean that you're always going to love every aspect of your career and like we're still always going to have obligations and shit that sucks yeah it just means that you can accept all of those crappier parts because you've designed your life to align with the things that you do care about and that you're good at and that that feels good It does feel good. And it just kind of, it acts as that like guiding light and principle in your life so that if you do feel like you're out of balance in some areas, you can kind of like think back, okay, am I living up to my purpose? And if you're not, you can make some adjustments accordingly in whatever area of your life is not living up to that purpose. It's true. And it does help at this goal setting time of year because we've already talked in the past episodes about how to have a meaningful career and we've talked about goal setting uh, we've talked about manifesting so all of those things are really important 
But when you kind of like zoom out and look at like what's a tool that can help you figure all of that out from a bird's eye view, it is Ikigai. Totally. And just to add some more like selling factor to this concept, I'm pretty sure when we were researching for this episode, this philosophy was founded in that like Japanese island where people live. They have like one of the largest life expectancy in the world. And they're kind of attributing that to being more fulfilled and happy and having less stress and less cortisol in your body. And this is just all laddering up to a better life in total. So live long and prosper. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it may sound super grand and all consuming, but Japanese people really do believe that the sum of joys in everyday life results in a more fulfilling life as a whole. So this doesn't always need to be a total life overhaul. It's just a way of looking at like the little things in your life too. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's it's like the sum of all of these little things. And the Western world has taken this concept and made it very career focused. Like your career always has to be the culmination of all of these things mm-hmm. when it's kind of discussed in North America. But that's not always possible. And that's not necessarily the intention of this philosophy. So it really is supposed to represent all facets of your life. So maybe your job is what you're good at and what you get paid for. But you can feed your mission, which is what the world needs, and your passion through hobbies that help others. Yeah. And this is really, really crucial because if you try to make one thing all of these things, it it usually doesn't work. And I definitely grew up thinking that like ascending in the corporate world and in media was the only way to succeed and that success was the only way to find fulfillment. And now I, this concept and just growing up a little and seeing how the world works has really helped me recalibrate and see the value of building all four of those pillars and now I'm trying to build a career that allows me to travel because I love that and that's more important to me than corporate success I'm trying to like monetize my passion for for travel and double Mm -hmm. down on my passions figure out what parts of my life do I just want to have as things that I love for me what parts do I want to monetize and make them part of my career and like how can I do more for the world because honestly I I don't really think I'm giving back enough and that's an area I'd like to improve in me too me too and I think I don't know if it's a maturity thing, but I I went through the same thing as you where I was like, okay, my career is my life. And if I can climb the corporate ladder and get to be like a CMO one day, then I'll be happy and successful and have made it. But maybe I guess since having Mia and even moving out West, I'm kind of like, okay, that's not really what's giving me what's fueling me anymore. It's Mm -hmm. having autonomy over my days and, you know, building something that I own, like this this podcast with you and and it's fulfilling, it's creative I still have a job from nine to five that pays the bills, but I get to yeah. access that part that fuels me through this podcast and connecting with people and our guests and our, our listeners and spending time with my bestie. So to your point, it's not all about your career. You can find that purpose in so many different areas of your life. So knowing your Ikigai can help you design your ideal work lifestyle and, and what it is you want to pursue there. It helps you create strong social connections. It'll help you find healthy work-life balance, which... I hope everybody mm-hmm. has in 2023 and it can just help you pursue your career dreams and actually enjoy the work that you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about how you can figure this out and actually do a brainstorm sesh to find what your ikigai is and what those like four little circles in the Venn diagram are for you. So start off super simple by really thinking about what it is that makes you hella happy in life. Like Write it down. What brings you joy? And then spend some time visualizing your ideal day from start to finish. If it were filled with those things that you're good at, things that bring you joy, things that you really want to do more of. And then when you narrow in on what you want, it's okay to take some time to like figure out if you're actually good at those things or like how you Mm -hmm. could improve and take some time to hone your skills and passions. You can 
take classes, you can hire a coach or a mentor and that will help you figure out if your vision and like these days that you're visualizing in your mind will align with real life expectations and realities. So you love something, you think you're good at it. Now might be a time to get a coach and mentor, take some classes and figure out, could you pursue this for real or should this just maybe be a hobby? And that's something I'm doing right now with my like my poetry and creative writing because I've always I've always been a writer, but mm-hmm. it's usually been more for corporate or magazines or marketing for apps. But poetry and creative writing was just something that I was like, oh, I'm never going to take it seriously. I just do it for fun. It's just a hobby. It's just for me. Right. And now, you know, I've had this bit of a switch of like, why not? Why can't I take it seriously? Maybe I should pursue this. Yeah. Like maybe I should be writing a book. And so I am getting a writing coach, pursuing education, doing writing workshops, investing in this hobby to see if it can be a potential career for me or maybe I'm just investing in a hobby that makes me happy and that's cool too but you figure out what you love doing and then like do some investigation and see how feasible it is okay I actually didn't know that you were doing all that I'm very very happy for you and proud of you thanks man yeah I'm pumped this is this is something wonderful that came out of 2022 and like going on a writing retreat and just all everything kind of coming together and realizing it's time to like stop thinking of these things as dreams because the difference between the people that you see doing the things you wish you were doing and yourself is that they just did them yeah they just stopped sitting around (laughs) being like oh uh, that's not for me they just did it they just actually pursued it they just did it well 2023 guys the year of doing the damn thing and i'm very proud of doing the damn thing And that perfectly segues into the next step of finding your ikigai. Start by asking yourself these questions, which are based off of the four categories of that Venn diagram. And even like write them down, like make an empty Venn diagram and like write down these questions and fill them in if that helps you figure out each category. Oh, why don't we make one for the friends at home? We'll make one. We'll throw it up on the on the site. Okay. You'll see. Done. We'll give you a download. It'll be linked in the show notes. So number one, figure out what you love, which is what Jill was just talking about. Like, what do you love to do in your free time? What activities bring you joy and excitement? And if you're not sure, think about aspects of your job that you feel really, really emotionally connected to, like things that just like fuel your fire. Or do you have a hobby or a passion that you can't get enough of? This is hard. I think for some people, like I, when I was trying to put together my ikigai, I'm like, okay, what do I love? I love connecting with people. Like I love deep conversations Mm -hmm. and I love hiking. I love binge watching Emily in Paris. I know it's trash, but it's so good. (laughs) So I'm I'm just trying to think of like what it is I love. Yeah, I and I have a few friends that were saying to me in the past year that that one of their goals was to find some hobbies because they're like, man, you do everything like you follow this linear trajectory in life. That's like get the job, make the money, do the go to the good school, all of these things, get a relationship, but it never really feeds that part of you of like, what do you enjoy doing? What are your hobbies? And so I feel like a lot of millennials right now are sitting around being like, wait, what the the fuck do we actually like to do? Yeah, that's me. If we're not, yeah. And it's become like an entire personality type to just watch Netflix, which like is also me. But I feel like that's leaving people very unfulfilled. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in your job. So like, I think in your job, I know what makes you happy is like leadership and like mentoring people. Yeah. That's great and transferable. And then outside of your job, you've always loved media and entertainment, movies and TV shows. Yeah. Um, Lots of people are like really into working out and yoga and nature and, you know, stuff like that. So you don't need to have everything ladder up to a job. But if you can pull in like factors and facets of that and then make sure you're, you know, 
incorporating hobbies, incorporating the things that you love, it'll all like build a day that makes you feel good. And then you can live that day every day. That's a that's a great point. Basically, like your what you love doesn't have to be what you do for money. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But if you if what you do for money can incorporate some things that you do love doing and that you are good at. So, for example, you're good at being a people leader and you enjoy doing that. So whatever the category is that you work in, if you're still like feeding that part of yourself, it's going to feel good. Then you'll be fulfilled. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) Learning (laughs) as we go. (laughs) Live mentorship, folks. (laughs) And that brings us to the second category, which is what are you good at? And I mean, let's let's be honest. Anytime we do something that we kick ass at, we're going to feel good. We're going to feel fulfilled. It's a great feeling to be good at things. But some people, like anyone who's ever done a job interview, and they're like, what are you good at? It's actually really hard to boil down what you're good at sometimes. Mm -hmm. So think about what comes naturally and easily to you. And that can be at work for sure and that can also be at home some people are just not good cooks and some people are like how could you not be a good cook this is so easy yeah ask yourself do people come to me for advice or on any specific topics or like an expertise are people always coming to me for like emotional support maybe you're really good at that or are people always coming to me when they need help designing something at work if they're like hey you're really good with decks or really good at designing slides can you help me with that and then also ask yourself if your hobby or something that is considered to be your talent feels intuitive If it feels super intuitive, then this is something that you should pursue more and make more a part of your everyday. This one reminds me of that time when we were writing our bios for our website. And I was like, I have no idea who I am and what I do. I don't know. And you were like, (laughs) Kaylin, basically wrote it for me. Actually, that's a great point. Go to your go to your best friends and your biggest cheerleaders and be like, I'm not trying to fish for compliments, but I'm struggling (laughs) to identify what I'm good at. How do you see me? Because I'm having trouble seeing myself. I love that. I see you. And then the third question you want to ask yourself is what does the world need? And it's basically just thinking about what breaks your heart? What does the world need? Is there like a problem you can solve from a social, economic, or environmental standpoint? Is there a way that you can help people? Like what is it that you can do to contribute to the world to essentially leave it a better place than when you found Mm it? Yeah. Last but not least is what can you be paid for? So money doesn't need to be the main factor in finding your ikigai, but Obviously, we need to figure out how we can support ourselves financially while pursuing our passion and our mission. And mm-hmm. we all need to we all need to be financially stable. So it's important to like narrow down on what do you want to do that will actually pay you well. So how can you monetize your skills and your passions? Are there other people getting paid for the same work that you're doing? Like the number of stories I've heard during the pandemic of people who had a hobby like making clay jewelry or cross-stitch, needlepoint, whatever that is. And then they started Etsy shops. And these are like, you know, teachers, doctors, people who have other jobs, but now they're monetizing something that they're really good at because they saw, hey, people who are making the exact same shit as me are selling it on Etsy and crushing it. Are people around you requesting to buy something that you've made? Like I have always loved doing travel photography. And when I started getting a few DMs of people saying, can I buy this print? I was like, well, shit. (laughs) I don't know. Can you? (laughs) I'm not sure. BRB, finding out. Like, is this high res? I don't think so. I took it on my cell phone. We'll get back to you. So if people are asking you for something that you're doing, if you are a killer cook and people are like, man, you should... Like, you should do this on the side. Like, you should cater for people. You know, there's all sorts of things that you might already be doing that people would pay you for. Yeah, and I think when you design a life that factors in these four pillars, you're basically living in alignment. Like, that's that's the yeah. perfect balance. And it might take some time to experiment and see what works for you. So don't be afraid to try new things and just test out different activities and experiences to get 
a better sense of what you love to do and what you're good at. You may have a idea of what you love to do, or maybe you've got like an an aspiration of what you want to do, but like get rid of all that and just try something new. Who cares what people think? I was watching an Instagram reel the other day where someone was just like, yeah, it feels cringe and ick to try to be an influencer on Instagram. And like all your friends are probably going to judge you, but it's also cringe and ick to spend your fucking life at a like corporate Excel doc day job that you hate because you were too scared that your friends might judge you for the thing you wanted to do so like just do it just try it just see what happens totally oh my god I remember feeling so cringe and ick even like launching this podcast and like the first oh god, reel yeah. we ever put out I was like what the fuck people Everything are gonna make feels fun of uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah like I I am putting it out into the world I literally want to be paid to travel and like I'm gonna be the annoying yes. person that like I just got a little travel drone I'm gonna take travel drone footage make videos and try to monetize it and try to travel the world for my job because why wouldn't I but it feels gross and ick and so that keeps holding me back because it's really uncomfortable but what's more uncomfortable having a few people be like oh that was weird that she did that or that's like not realistic or living a life that you don't like so fuck it let go of any preconceived notions of who you are or how the world might see you and just do what makes your soul happy whatever that is But also, you don't need to monetize everything. You can do a lot of these things that we're talking about just purely for the sake of joy and fulfillment in your life because there's more to life than how much you make. And you also don't need to be good at all of the things that you pursue. And this Mm -hmm. has been a really important realization for me because I used to just think I could only spend my time doing things that I was really good at. And so if I wasn't good at something, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to be incredible at yoga. So I should just stop doing yoga. No, I should do yoga because it's freaking good for you. Yeah. And that all or nothing mindset is probably what holds a lot of people back from living their honest, truth, fulfilled life. Because if you're not the best at it and you put yourself out there and you fail, I'm using air quotes, or you, you don't crush it at the beginning, it... Yeah. It makes you feel shitty and you want to stop. But if everybody did that, we'd never have anything. We'd never have anything in this world. No podcasts, Nothing. no shows, no. no movies. So don't yeah. get out of your own damn yeah. way, friends. You got to get out of your get own out way. Of, wow. That was my biggest lesson of 2022, actually. So I love that you said that. It was get out of your own way. Yeah. It was my, truly what I took away from like these significant trips that I did. And my good friend was telling me, don't let perfect be the enemy of good or don't let great be the enemy of good and I was like oh that's so true because I'm I can fall into like needing things to be perfect and then not being happy with anything ever because nothing can be perfect because there's no such thing and so that will get in the way of your fulfillment too so just do what the fuck feels good could not agree more oh it's good to get that off my chest (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're doing this on New Year's Eve because it's just gonna set the tone it feels good good. I know I needed this so uh yeah we really do believe that you know constant happiness can be a very elusive thing to chase and like always being in pursuit of happiness can kind of make you feel unhappy totally but building a meaningful life is a totally possible pursuit when you prioritize purpose and intentionality and you feed all of these parts of yourself that are proven to amplify fulfillment through ikigai so it's not always the pursuit of happiness it can be the pursuit of of meaning and fulfillment and that is consistent through all the ups and downs and all the shit but hopefully there won't be much shit this year. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great year. So we hope this episode helps you find your ikigai and start living that life full of purpose. And we are just sending you all the happy vibes this year in 2023. You got this. Thank you for being here with us. 
So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.